This is Starforged Tabula Rasa, written and performed by Redstone Archander. Based on the game by Sean Tompkin. Previously on Starforged Tabula Rasa, a man awakes to find himself trapped in a bed pod with an alien in his neck and brain. It's certain death to remove it. He's broken out by his psychedelically colored feline crewmate and now Captain Evelyn. Going through his own belongings, he finds out his name is Janya and he is a bounty hunter. Janya makes his way to the Delphi Reach to meet Ulan Finn, an expert in the mysterious alien race that seeded the forge with life. They are known as the Essentia. Ulan explains that Shania has tangled himself up with the notorious family ruling the pirate clan Valinus. He was hired to retrieve this alien creature embedded in him for Quinn, the youngest of his family, even though it costs the life of his eldest brother, Logan, the right-hand man of the new clan leader, Marsha Valinus. But everyone calls her Blade. Just as Janya learns all of this, five ships headed by Quinn himself enter the Delphi Reach, and Janya decides to make a break for it. Hello, you are listening to the actual play edition. Alrighty, session five. When we last left off, their five ships had just jumped in to the system and Janu was making a run for it because he's realized that he has this creature in his neck that Quinn, his uh, former employer, wants and was willing to kill his brother for. So he's definitely willing to kill him and he's got five ships, so he's going to make a run for it. And this is a great time and an opportunity to introduce... Something from Ironsworn, the base game, a scene challenge. So I'll go over what that is really quick. Basically, you give the challenge a rank, just like you do many things. But in addition, you also have a the countdown track. And the countdown track is where you record your failures. And so you only get four. And the idea is that if you get four failures, you must immediately attempt a progress roll, regardless of how many checkboxes you have in your progress track. So it can really screw you over. And it sounds like the perfect thing to track a chase scene. In here, in order to mark progress, you do things like face danger or secure an advantage. So that's what we're going to use now for this race. So I set up the progress track, the 10 boxes, I've got the countdown track, and then I'm going to set this as dangerous uh, just because. Okay, so so we have Janya. He jumps into uh, the pilot's seat. He's going to take off. He knows Ulan looks like he's trying to get out of there, but Janya, he's afraid for his life. He's going to do this. So we start off with a face danger roll. I'm going to, he's piloting this. We're going to have to use edge for this because he's kind of panicked. So that's going to be a a face danger plus one. Rolled a three on the action die. So that's a four total versus a seven and a ten. So that's a fail. We immediately fail. Um, I'm going to say for some weird reason, Janya, the, the control mechanism for like steering the ship, for guiding the navigation that is intuitive to him. Turning on the ship turns out to not be something that's intuitive, and he's just a link. <laughs> and so I'm marking the first box on the countdown track, so we're off to a terrible start. So yeah, Janya cannot even remember how to get this thing going. So Janya turns to Ulan and, hey man, can and, and do you know how to turn the ship on though? Just to make it 
nice. We'll give Ulan a uh, a likely that he knows how to operate a ship. Oh, that is an 11. That is a no. Ulan has no clue how to turn on this ship. I'm going to say with an 11 because it's a match just for fun. Ulan does not pilot ships ever. He has an aversion to the idea of flying a ship that he I, i'm gonna say he actually has a fear of it so he's gonna yell out uh evelyn can you turn on the ship please so we're gonna do a face danger for this so he's calling out for her so i'm gonna say that's a heart roll that is a roll of a five plus one versus a five and an eight. So we got a weak hit. So I'm going to say in jumps in Evelyn. Where the hell did she come from? Evelyn seems to appear from nowhere and she jumps on the controls. She starts the engines, but it's a weak hit. So what happens? Janya, unfortunately, again, well versed with the navigation, but not other parts of the ship, pulls out and has failed to recognize that the spidery-like legs of the landing gear are still attached to the station. And when you pull away at speed, it is unlikely that the station is going to give way. So Janya does damage to the landing gear and incurs one point of damage to the, the ship itself. That's going to be the counter that happens. So I'm looking at the move withstand damage. When your vehicle faces a damaging situation or environment, suffer minus one integrity for minor damage, minus two for serious, minus three for major. This could be minor damage. It's just a, it's a dangerous thing. So if your integrity is zero, lose momentum. I'm at just one down. Uh, and then I roll plus integrity. And that is a weak hit, which means I can spend momentum to not lose the damage. I'm going to keep the damage and, and keep the momentum. I, I think I need that. Okay, so now I think Janya's, now that he's off the station, he is going to start being a little more tactical. He is looking for a way to lose them. He is using his wits to face danger, to maneuver the ship some way that to try to... to oh, does this Jovian world have a ring around it? Uh, 50-50. That is a 77. Heck yeah. This thing has ring. I'm thinking, initially I was thinking very like Jupiter. Jupiter has a very small ring, while Saturn, yeah. Let's let's go like big Saturn ring, which, which to be honest is mainly like sand out there, but, you know, going at speeds that could tear up a ship, so maybe... Yeah, so he, he's headed for that. So that is a three on the roll plus a three wits versus a two and a seven. I'm going to say Janya takes a negative one spirit. He's getting stressed out over this. This is freaking him out. I'm dropping his spirit down to four. I'm going to endure stress. Oh, and that's... That's, that's a one plus the four. But it's versus a five and a seven. So I failed that. It's worse than I thought. He's actually, he is freaking out over this. It actually is down to three spirit. He's, he's got to, he's got to face danger. He's still trying to navigate out of this. I've got to mark progress for each of these, these weak hits. So I get two check boxes filled completely for, for each weak hit or strong hit. When rolling uh, face danger in the scene challenge, two weak hits. So I'm at four boxes. We're doing a face danger again. This time, again, wits where, where, I mean, he's thinking to himself, it's only my second day alive that, that I can recall. I don't want to die today. He's like, I got to find. So he's darting, weaving, using, using more and more of the, the giant rings as a shield. And he's darting through it. 
And that is a five plus three is an eight versus a one and a five. So that's a strong hit. Uh, gain some momentum. Heck yeah, so we're up to plus six. Uh, so that's, so we're, we're six filled boxes. So Janya takes deep breath. He lets himself panic for five, four, three, two, one, and he whips the ship around and starts flying straight at the clan ships, making them um, kind of start scattering because he's coming right at them. And I'm going to say like he's going to take an, an an attack to try to uh, disable some of them. He's not trying to kill them, but he is trying to like make them flee more. So just, he's just trying to get away from them. And so this this might disable some. So that attack, that's got to be plus edge. Uh, so that's a four plus a one versus a two and a one, though. That is a strong hit. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to actually say that, that he does damage to them. So that's actually going to uh, mark twice on the progress track, which actually fills it up all the way to ten. So I'm going to say, like, yeah, him, him flipping around, choosing to attack them, takes them completely off guard, and he disables their ships so that with that strong hit, we're at momentum is plus seven. Chanya is looking at Hulan. He's like, hey, man, I. OK, so I took out the ships, but I think maybe stick around here might be a bad idea. You got any, any ideas? I'm like, what on what I should do, what, what we should do. And I think at this point, this is when we're going to bring in something else we know about the sector, which is that there is a station way out on the uh, edge of space here in this in this system far away from the passage that actually leads here uh, it actually has some sort of field around it that actually won't allow e-drives to run because this station is run by an ai ais that are normally disrupted by the e-drive energies and the passageway, the drifts, and Ulan responds, well, actually it sounds as if you need an auger. What, 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 what do I need a post hole digger for? No, no, uh, oh, how droll, no, you've confused. See, they are, um, homophones. Hey, hey man, I don't, I don't have any problem with whoever wants, I, I don't, I, dude, I'm super confused on what you're talking about. No, no, I'm sorry. An auger is, is a, is a seer, is someone who can, can predict the future. And that sounds what you need. And I know of such one. If you want, there is a space station just on the edge of this sector. It is called Sirocco. And it is, it, it's where we need to go, unfortunately. You cannot use the E-Drive to get there. You must slingshot around the planet. Or is it the star? I don't know. I, 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 I do not know how to pilot a ship. I have nothing to do with piloting a ship. It's just, you know, you live on a station. You hear about people going to the other station. And, and yes. So Jean is going to set course towards the station. Set course is a move. That's going to be... So it's the ads are my wits, but I also have a plus two from the from the asset. Ooh, that is a that is a six plus a five, so that's an eleven, which uh, beats the six and the ten. So that's a strong hit. Uh, my momentum is going up to eight now. I think yeah, uh, that's what I've got. So Janya plots a course towards the station, and he makes it there. Successfully shooting through. As they head towards the station, they see multiple layers of defense. This place is heavily fortified. 
But the station itself is beautiful. It is a wonderful melding of both form and function. It occurs to Zhanya only later that many of the forms he saw were actually weaponry disguised as art. This time, Zhanya remembers to look for the blinking light to see that he's being hailed, goes through all the regular landing procedures just fine this time. But before they land, Ulan clears his throat in a manner that suggests that he wants Zhanya's attention. I need to warn you about uh, the situation before we land. Um, I, I don't want you to be alarmed by what you will see, but you will notice that, and it will be required of us, that we must wear... How do I put it? We have to wear these control collars. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Uh, yes, uh, control collars. They basically... You know what, I have to rewind a little bit here. So basically, there is an AI that is running the station uh, called the Augur, and it is able to see... Basically, its predictive algorithms are rather advanced and kind of able to see the future. And one of its directives was to maximize the production of uh, these the products that they produce, uh, which are... <sighs> Well, it's not weaponry, per se. It's ways to pacify a public. And at one point, there was a number of people that were lower-class workers, and they were put in these collars. But the workers would... would sometimes, Some of them would disable the collars, and, and they'd keep trying to make these uprisings. Till one time, the uh, AI actually decided that it would be best if it actually helped the workers, and the compromise is everyone now wears the collars, and the AI is actually fully in charge instead of the previous management, so to speak. It's rather forceful egalitarianism, but it, it has worked out for the most part. The, uh, the children of uh, the former rich were, well, educated with the rest of them and, and everyone's quality of life, except for a few, uh, went up dramatically uh, as, as their products are quite profitable. And the fact that they wear them themselves somehow assures many, um, lends uh, an air of, of uh, moral authority if one's already willing to subject themselves to this in order to uh, sell this and make a profit subjugate other people a little bit a little bit a little bit because not everyone else has uh, an ai that is uh, massively controlling the population to be fairly uh well strictly egalitarian that sounds a little freaking crazy but you're telling me that the ai sees the future well seeing the future is a little i mean it, it's a predictive algorithm i i don't i don't know you'll it's rather an interesting being to be honest i don't know about you i i believe in ai rights i mean they seem to be well more sapient than us i mean when sapient means wise you saw the station from yeah oh yeah this place is gorgeous yeah the, the amount of wealth here to actually be split among these people that sounds amazing yes yes oh and you understand that they're free to leave at any time like now the collars, you just have, everyone has to wear a collar in the station, but you can live and work and it, yeah, I mean, you can leave at any time. Oh, well that's, I mean, if they're just free to, yeah, yeah, weird, right? Yeah, okay, okay, that, ooh, weird. But, but why did it, 
wait so long? I mean, how long had this place been here before it happened? You, you, you should hold your questions and ask Augur directly. I think that would be more than fair. I shouldn't speak for them. Um, I, I find that be ra- rather enjoyable beings. So I, I, you know, and you're about to meet them. So that that's just who I'm bringing you to meet. Don't want to give too much away. Ho- hope you like them. So since Jania is going to try to make a connection with the AI character, I'm just going to roll that now and see what the roll is and then role play out what happens. And that is a plus heart roll. So that's one plus a five on the action die and a one and a four as a challenge die. So that's a strong hit. Heck yeah. I think with that, Jania is going to try to gather some information about you know, he's going to try to dig for some information because he doesn't know much. And let's see what the AI has to tell him. He's going to use his wits to try to, like, maneuver himself. You know, like, uh... Well, I guess we're going to have to figure that out. I'm going to have to roleplay that. And so that's going to be three plus the one in the roll. Oh, that's a six! Six plus three plus one, that's a ten versus a one and a three. Man, that is... <laughs> that is a strong hit. Cool, cool, cool. So Jonya docks at the station and decides that before he gets out of the ship, he's actually going to radio, he's going to try to communicate with the station, the the AI directly. Hello, am I speaking to the station AI? Yes, this is the station AI. So here's the thing. I understand you want me to put on one of these collars. I'm willing to do that. But I want you to understand, I understand that it's capable of scanning my body. And that that must be how your pacification works, is you're monitoring them directly through their brainstem. That is correct. That is very perceptive of you. What? Uh, yeah. Well, th- uh, uh, thanks. So here's the thing. I, I actually am hoping that you will... I, I'm willing to do this. Uh, part of why I'm here is I would like to uh, confer with you about something that's actually attached to me. And given that you are a sapient that looks to the future, I'm wondering if this uh, data points about what is connected to me would interest you. I think it would. And I'm willing to give you the knowledge and hope you share it with me as a sign of good faith. This is acceptable. They get out and, yeah, uh, they're greeted at the door by some people. They they ask how many people are on the ship. It's just the two of them. Evelyn seems at in no way wanting to leave. So the two of them go and are fitted with collars. They notice that there are android bodies regularly along the wall, and they, are, they appear to be armed. It's kind of freakish. The amount of, of of robotic soldiers that are seem to be ready and at j- just right there, just an army stationed all over this station. And because no one wants to hear that robot voice for the next bit, here's an info dump. Janya is explained to that the Guild of Hunters of Bounties, Gohab, he's he explains that Gohab suggests bounties to clients after pushing them into actions, basically by proxy. The AI believes that that blade was becoming too powerful too quickly, and thus Janya actually had been told to suggest this manner of action 
to Quinn. This is shocking to Janya as he doesn't he doesn't see himself as a killer for hire. The AI Augur actually knows much of this directly because of their contact with Gohab. They are actually a weapon supplier for them. So now I'm going to have Janna roll a uh, sojourn move because there's been some damage to the ship and whatnot. Let's see if I can get it repaired. It's going to be plus heart, but I do have a connection with this person, so that's going to be plus two instead of just plus one. And... Oh, and I rolled a one and a pair of eights. So that means something catastrophic. Oh, I, I think that's it. Um, Janya asks if he could get some repairs and the AI basically stops him and goes, before we give you any resources, we must know the answer to this question. Do you still plan on eliminating the threat that Blade possesses? We understand that. You have no memory of it, but you did make an iron vow to destroy this person and remove the threat. Will you? Uh, how much time do I have to think about that? None. They are in communication with this station right now. And that is too perfect of a place not to stop there. Although, while playing, I did keep going for a while. But, too bad. To learn what happens, keep listening. This show is brought to you ad-free by Privilege. No ads, no Patreon, just a cishet white man with disposable income and time. It is performed, edited, and all that good stuff by Redstone Archender. The story is powered by the game Iron Sworn Starforged by Sean Tompkin. Outro by Glitter Snitchel, channeling the spirits. This has been a Sofa King Cool production. Additional music also comes from freepd.com.